And we are on. Hello and welcome to another episode of Sports Unhinged. I am Mo and I'm here with Yujita and Coach and it's a beautiful day. We have amazing stories for the NFL. We've got Dallas, Philly, we've got the Bills and KC, but we're not starting the show with any of these topics right now. There's we're only one rule here. The firing of Matt Rule from Carolina. It's Hallelujah. a beautiful day. Uh, it finally happened. Matt Rule was fired along with the defensive coordinator. Steve Wilkes takes over as interim coach. Dave Tepper had a press conference, which was a delight to watch. He looked like somebody who just lost $40 million on a roulette table in Vegas. Uh, he wasn't in the mood to answer a lot of the questions. Obviously, he's um, eating a $40 million you know, salary hit uh, with with Matt Rule because he pissed off all of the owners when he came on and bought the Carolina Panthers by giving Matt Rule a guaranteed six-year contract for $60 million. Guys, I mean, it's... it's. I want to go on a rant here, but I'm just going to... I'm going gonna, 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 gonna to open the floor up. Go rant. Go you for it. to go on a rant? All right, let's yeah, go. Yeah, go on let's a rant. Just go away, yeah. All right, so we look back at the Matt Rule era, right? I mean, the first year, the defense was absolutely terrible. The offense was showing some good signs, right? He's supposed to be a, an offensive coach. He's supposed to be riling them up. The Wasn't other, that a Cam Newton year? Was it a Cam Newton year? I think it was. His it first was. Year, Cam Newton year. It's his third year, isn't it? And then, and then he was out, and then the, the defense got better, but the offense just collapsed. I mean, it's been three years. No quarterbacks. Uh, it's another example of a great uh, co uh, college coach uh, not succeeding in the NFL, <clears throat> Chip Kelly. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's 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 without without a quarterback, and you have a bad quarterback play. You know they they tried to to bring Matt, Matthew Stafford. Uh, they tried to court him to come to Carolina. He didn't want to. Great choice, by the way. He went to LA, ended up winning a, a Super Bowl. They tried to go for Deshaun Watson. They didn't succeed. I'm actually glad that didn't succeed. So if you look at Darnold and 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 um, and Baker Mayfield, both of them were Plan Bs, right? Um, and, and I think at the end of the day, rule. If if you notice the 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 general manager stock fitter did not get fired. Usually when these things happen, both of them go. And what does that tell me? That tells me that Matt Rule had a lot of the power when it came to personnel and to the team. And David Tepper kind of said that in his press conference. He's like, in the future, he wants to see a more balanced kind of power between the, the head coach and the, uh, uh, and the general manager. Because if we look at Matt Rule, Matt Rule gave, he, he did whatever he wanted. He gave Teddy Bridgewater a contract um, and then let him go to Denver. And we were paying for him while he was playing in Denver. Um, then he came to Darnold, two years extension, uh, although the guy has shown no signs of actually uh, uh, doing well. Um, and for me, I don't even feel sorry for Tepper, right? He ate the 40 million. He came to Carolina. He's doing a lot of things in the community, but he's also in litigation with South, the South Carolina state, uh, over an abandoned, uh, facility, training facility that, that has not been built. Uh, the Panthers are the only team that don't have an indoor training facility. So this is kind of a story of this big billionaire owner that's coming in that's supposed to turn things around, but he is 
quickly finding out that this is the NFL, right? This is not college. This is not any other, any other platform. So for me, I'm happy that Matt Rule is out. I think Steve Wilkes is really good. He coached the uh, Cardinals for a bit, um, uh, was unfairly fired. I think he can rally up the players. We need to start to rebuild. I want Sean Payton as head coach. I hope we're able to get him. Uh, I don't know. Let's see. Coach, Wait, you I'll, gonna, I'll bring it over you, to you. I, I, I never like it when a coach gets fired because it affects so many families. Um, having been on a couple of staffs that have been asked to leave respective high schools because we just couldn't win enough for whatever right. reason. It's never fun. Um, as a fan, I think probably a good decision to do it now because right. you, for the most part, get in first place in the Sean Payton sweepstakes. Yeah. Um, I think he would be the most obvious candidate as we look to all candidates. Um, will it make a difference? I hope so. Um, I think the writing's on the wall that they want a quarterback, need a quarterback, will spend money on a quarterback. As you say nowadays, just that buy-off for your current coach is only one year for the star quarterback. Yeah? So yeah. if you think about it in those terms, um, you're good you don't have Deshaun Watson. In my opinion, I think the draft has some pretty strong quarterbacks. I don't think they um, get outplayed. I think they get outcoached, and I don't think they have enough talent in the right places to have talent. I right. thought it was interesting that their defense hasn't played that bad, but he was let go. Yes. Um, that, I want to learn more about that. I want, the, I want more. Yeah, that was strange. I would have thought McAdoo would be the one to go, right? I mean, yep. it, it didn't look good. Uh, for I'd like more information yeah. on that. But for me, I never like it when a coach gets let go. But at the same time, um, you get paid to win games. And when you don't get win games, you don't stay around very often. And it he was, was weird. He was very hostile. Did I, did I see that right? He was 1-11 in 11 in his last 12. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and yeah, it, that's uh, not good. If you notice, Stepper was quite... Um, hostile towards the uh, the reporters as well right he was just asked a question like when did you decide to take this decision was it this morning was it last night when we lost to the san francisco 49ers when, when and and he kind of had a go at the at the writer he told him you know like uh, i can regurgitate all of your columns go read your columns if you want the answer he was he looked like a guy that just lost 40 million dollars i mean for a billionaire i think that was chump change for him but it still hurts i believe he yeah, was this still uh, they still they still got to pay him, so he'll be watching on the sidelines, still getting paid, isn't it? Yeah, I think he'll be yeah, nine so million I, per I year think, or whatever. I think at the normally what happens is he either takes the whole thing and agrees to not coach again in the NFL for one or two or three years, right. or they negotiate a settlement that's not the full forty million or forty one million that was left, and then he gets so many years out or so many months. So okay. they won't pay him the full forty. Um, because he'll coach again, um, whether it's in the college of the pros. I think he's a good college coach. I think yeah. he's a poor pro coach. We talked about that last week as well. You know, we kind of went at a length. All right, cool. and then you you do need you need you do need a creative offensive coach like Sean Payton because you know, like we said, your defense they can roll over. I mean, I think even the Rams game coming up. You could probably smother that Rams offense and uh, have a chance that it's the defense is really good, but you need that creative offense and, and a QB basically. And what a game to have after firing your coach! We're going to SoFi Stadium to play against the 
reigning defending Super Bowl champions in, that was in one the time LA Rams. Champ- I mean, they weren't doing one, that hot themselves. They're not playing one, all that great either. One-time champions. That's it. They, they had I a don't good think run last a, season. Hold on. Wait a minute. Um, how many has Philly won? Oh, that's right. One. Sorry. Excuse me. Oh, we're talking Super Bowls? Yeah, I'm not going to enter oh, that Super conversation. Bowls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I mean, Houston, Houston Texans, a Texan fan shouldn't either. Hey, we've won the same amount of games in the last 12. We've won the same amount of games in the last 12 that Carolina has. Yeah, I mean, stats, you know. Yeah, well, okay, you well, and I what you gonna can do? Uh, take a walk on the uh, no-ring beach. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll hang out. Yes. <laughs> All right. That's about- a lonely beach. Well, Yujita, well, it's nice for you to join us again. Uh, you missed uh, last week, uh, so I think uh, you've been I, given I permission to apologize. join us again. Uh, we will, however, delay our discussion about the Eagles a little bit further because I want to talk about another uh, organization that's in a bit of a kind of disaster, crisis, conflict. You call it what you want. Uh, Ron Rivera of the Washington Com- Commanders was in a press conference and was asked why his team has not turned around like a lot of the other teams that have managed to turn things around after having losing records. And his answer was very simple, quarterback. It's a dig at Carson Wentz. Uh, It got a lot of media coverage. And now a story just came out that he apologized to Carson Wentz and had the long chat. He did, yeah. I really wish he hadn't done that because I think it was warranted. what are your thoughts about that, Yujita? I mean, now we're getting even news of the owner, Dan Schneider. He's, he's in a bit of uh, hot water because a story came out that he they, hired they uh, got private problems. investigators to dig dirt on owners, including Jerry Jones. That's a developing story. We'll see where it goes. What is having, you know, as a Philadelphia Eagles fan, has, having gone through a lot of bad quarterbacks, including said Carson Wentz, uh, what are your thoughts about this? Um. You know he he's not wrong. Obviously, Carson has not looked good. I mean, they, but I wouldn't say it's all his fault. They really do not have an O line there to protect him, and he's not a scrambler. I mean, he tried to do this in Philly. He did get injured a lot. I think Washington probably tried to stifle that a bit. Uh, but Washington, I mean, they've got you know severe issues, and they're in probably the best division this season right now you know apart from them that division is 13 and 2 is it that's what it is right now Fire. yeah so yeah so um yeah i mean he's not wrong yeah carson's uh i, I don't know he hasn't really developed into the kind of quarterback philly wanted him to be um he had a he had a pretty good season uh, in philly but he hasn't worked that out in in washington so yeah i mean i don't blame ron rivera i mean they're not going anywhere right now and they, they've got to adjust the O-line as well. Coach, do you think he's deflecting attention from himself? Because the defense has not looked good either. And he's a defensive coach. You know, it's interesting you said that. Um, when I watched the press conference or a few recordings or a few quick hits on it, that's exactly what I thought. I thought, my goodness, he's really passing blame to maybe take himself off the hook because he's the defensive guy and their defense hasn't looked all that great. Um, I know they're missing quite a few key pieces, but goodness, everybody's missing key pieces right. at this time, right? Um, and you can't put it all on Wentz. Goodness, he threw for three and change last week. Um, he did. Yep. The defense just really just didn't play that well. Um, and they didn't play that well the week before that and the week before that. Um, really since the first week of, of 
Well, really, they haven't played well at all, have they? Right. So I think maybe there's a certain amount of deflection. I was really surprised to see him do that. Um, I don't see him as that type of coach. So maybe he had already talked to him. Maybe he had said, listen, I'm going to do this. We're going to take on this a little bit of this blame together to see if we can right the ship. I've seen those type of PR moves, but um, really surprising to see him do that in the, in the news in front of everyone. Right, right. Okay, now, an another thing that was a bit outrageous last week, uh, watching the games, there were two roughing the passer calls that were unbelievable, right? There was one with Grady Garrett on Tom Brady uh, for the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, I'm of the opinion that that could have cost them the game. We don't know whether they would have caught up or not, but it would have cost them the game. Um, and then you have Chris Jones on Derek Carr. Um, now, luckily, the Raiders... Uh, managed to screw that up themselves uh, and ha they had every chance of coming back and, and, and capitalizing on it, but they didn't. <coughs> what is going on with these roughing the passer calls, right? It's getting softer and softer. The NFL is not addressing it. It's affecting the game. Uh, coach, I mean, we saw the Tua situation, right? It forced the NFL to say, all right, this needs to change. We need to uh, be stricter on this. I heard Dan Orlovsky speak about this earlier this week, and he said, this is very simple. You know, why don't we have, why do we give that power um, to one person, which is the referee, to make that call? Why can't it be challenged where, you know, you have an, an eye in the sky or another referee sitting somewhere that can review it and, and, and see if, if these calls can be reversed? Do you agree? Should there be an intervention here? Um, so we have to be really careful and not, do what Troy Aikman did and say something he shouldn't about what's roughing the passer and what's not. Right. Um, I think at the end of the day, I'm, I'm a fan of everything being reviewable. Right. <clears throat> within a certain amount of um, time. I like the time limit of the review. So I, I think that this should be reviewable, right? I, I th if you think about just the speed of the game and how big and fast these people are, um, I think they should be reviewable calls. We as, you know, fans and, and even old-fashioned fans sometimes, we might think, that's, that's what a terrible call. Um, but how many of those sling plays, as you see, sometimes damage the running back or the receiver? Or we saw one on a tight end about three or four weeks ago who right. in, who's now, or was in the pro, percussion or um, – Goodness, I can't. My, my concussion my, my, protocol. Concussion protocol. There you right. go. I was trying to put them all together. So I'd like to see them reviewed. I mean, it, and it's so close to the referee. It is the referee's call. One and done. Right. right. So um, I didn't like them. I think definitely in the Tampa, it changed the game. Um, it could have changed the game in the Raiders, but as you said, they, they messed it up on their own. So we'll see. I, I, I hope not. I, even Teddy Bridgewater, right, in, in Miami, um, I, I watched some replays of where they said he had concussion type. I don't remember the word they said, but concussion type symptoms. But what right. the film that they showed out of Miami, he wasn't woozy. He wasn't anything. And then right. supposedly if you read the Miami newspaper article, he passed all the concussion protocols um, in um, under the stadium, right? Yeah, yeah. In the yeah. Room. But it was the upstairs guy who said, no, he can't come on. So it, I wonder what those back stair conversations are with the league to those particular people. Uh, uh, making it, 
even Tom Brady couldn't keep a straight face with this. He appeared on one on his weekly radio show, uh, and when they asked him about it, he said it was a long unwelcome hug by Chris oh, Jones. Yeah. Well, and he's he, not getting many of those anyway. So I know. Maybe so, well, 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 at the at the presser, his response was, "I don't throw the flag." Oh yeah, yeah. And, and he clearly went back, and someone at the PR office kind of built on it because in the radio show, he said, "I don't throw throw the flags; I throw tablets." And he kind of no, made it funny, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, but 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 look, this has also got to do with the, the quarterbacks always nagging at the umpires, refs, you know, to late hits, whatever. So. Are we going to come to a place where you're going to call fair pass? You yeah. know, when the, when the rusher comes, a fair pass, and they get or a, a two-handed mm -hmm. touch football kind of situation. You right? wave your hand and then you yeah, can throw you the ball wherever you want. <laughs> But I think the real issue is there's no standard because what do you have? Like, what is it, 15, 16 refereeing crews uh, around yeah. the league and they're part-time refs. So there's really no standard. One guy calls these roughing the passes, nothing the passes, whatever. And right. the others don't. So, um, yeah, it's not good. It's not good for the game. Now, going back to the KC game, coach, I mean, the Raiders, they blew a 17 to nothing lead. They went for two when they were down 30-29 instead of just tying the game and living to see another play. They missed the two points. Then they ran a crossing route on fourth and one and had their two receivers run into each other. In, <laughs> in, 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 That was hilarious. It was hilarious. Should they have just gone for the point? What would you do as a coach? Do we always go for the point, especially when you're against teams like Kansas City or because you don't want to give the <clears> ball <throat> back to Mahomes, you take that risk and you try to win it all? It's the age-old debate, well, isn't it? <laughs> most of the time when we're making those decisions, and I thank goodness I was never a head coach, so it didn't fall on me. <clears throat> But as a part of those decisions in the headphones, most of the time we made them based on momentum. Right. Right, and, There were many conversations I had as the defensive coordinator. And he's like, coach, listen, the defense winded. You know, we're getting beat everywhere. I think I need to go for it here. How are you with your defense? And I would always be honest. I would say, no, I think we're okay here. The defense will be fine or go for two. Okay. Right? Many of those opportunities. So it, it depended on, on the momentum. Um, it was like um, Baltimore not too long. What was it last week or two weeks ago? A, a very similar type call. In the case that we know of, I would have gone for two and yeah. lived and died with it. Now, if I'm a head coach and thinking about my record, I might kick it to tie and live to fight another day, but my defense is playing not that great. Um, he is at least top two, if not top three quarterbacks on the planet. He's really good at come from behind, run him down the field, kick a field goal, run off the field and win. Either way, maybe... Who knows? I, I, in that particular situation, I would have gone for two. Okay. Okay. Now, Devontae Adams was really upset after the game. And as oh. he was walking out into the tunnel, cameraman came in front of him or a photographer and he pushed him down. Now, this is really funny because apparently the photographer filed a police report. Yep. yep. And it was published. And in the police report, it said that the victim walked away without life-threatening injuries. <laughs> Now, like the drama. Hey, I don't blame him. I mean, if it was me, I'll be in a neck brace on Good Morning America just crying, you know? Like, <laughs> But oh. it was, yeah, I, Devontae Adams tried to apologize right away on Twitter. He went on and uh, it's just, uh, yeah, it's one of But those. But now they, they file an assault charge on him. He's got to appear November 11th. Oh, really? It's yeah, an it's official formal. thing now. That's yeah, it. official. Yes. Oh, fantastic. I think it will be settled out. It's like, here's a hundred thousand or whatever. And, and nothing goes to court in America. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
Now, another wrong call you had, Coach, was Detroit. What a shocking result that was. It was a shutout by the Patriots, 29 to nothing. How well, can the number one scoring team get shut out? None of us saw this coming. I'm going to defer, and I'll let Ujitha talk about this game. Mr. Ujitha, would you mind talking about this game? Thank you. <laughs> yeah, Coach doesn't like being wrong too often. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I mean, look, I mean, Detroit, we wanted to be fans of this, you know, with the hard knocks, but it doesn't look like Dan Campbell's passion is getting anywhere. So it doesn't matter if you're the highest-scoring offense in the league, but if your defense is that sh- yeah, there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, yeah, I did say the S word. I apologize. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, we'll beep it out. We'll beep it out. Yeah. All right. Um, and, you know, I mean, he's being way aggressive, and that's probably because he, he doesn't have confidence in the defense. I mean, how many fourth and goals did they go for in this game? Like, they lost it on downs six like three times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, how? Six times in that game, I think. Uh, well, they went six times in the uh, Vikings game a couple of weeks ago and, you know, lost it at the end as well. So, I mean, how many times are you going to be that aggressive against a coach like Bill Belichick before he figures it out and shuts you down? Um, so, yeah, I mean, there were so many chances where they could have just taken the points, the three-pointers, you know, get it close, get it somewhere to where that offense can probably get something going, uh, but they didn't. And it's, it's sad because they really have a really good offense. And, then the, and this shows you that in this league, you can't just be that one-dimensional, one-unit winning games with one. You need to have a full package. And we see those teams kind of separating themselves. Yeah, I mean, I feel bad for Detroit. I, I really, I mean, uh, we have a sweet spot for them. Dan Campbell, we like him. Yeah, but, I, mean, uh, I mean, Coach, is, is, is this a point in time of the season where there's enough tape that you get figured out? Or is it just brilliance from Bill Belichick? Or is it a bit of both? I think there's three things here. I think the two things you just mentioned, obviously. <clears throat> but let's always remember, and Coach has said this many times on many podcasts, there are times when teams just lay an egg. Right. And they just have a bad week. They don't play well. Everything goes wrong. Um, like, like you said with the Raiders earlier. People run into each other, which never happens normally. I mean, they play 17 games, and you see that maybe five times in a season. So sometimes that happens. I'll I'll pass off to this one. Maybe this was their week, right? This was their week to lay an egg. They definitely got coached off the field. Um, What a brilliant display of defense. Um, Even in those fourth down calls, it's like when I rewatched a few of them. I didn't watch them all, but when I rewatched a few, it was – it was the defense knew exactly what was coming right. well before they lined up. And it's almost like you can see the smiles on the defensive players as the, before the call is hut, hut, hut. It's like, oh, we got this. So yep. it was interesting to see. All right, let's talk about your Eagles, Ejita, right? 5-0 going into the biggest test that they have had uh, so far, that they have so far against the Cowboys. It was a closer game than you would have liked against the Cardinals, 20-17. to 17. Looking at the way that you guys played in that game, how do you review it? Well, yeah, like I said before, I mean, I, if I take the positive of it, it's uh, Philly can win games now not relying on just Jalen Hurts or the offensive line or the offense or tie, whatever. Yeah, they can, they can win game with the defense, just defense doing their thing. Yeah, um, I think 
I, I felt Hurts was a bit pass happy, uh, a bit in this game. There were a lot of sc- uh, screen plays. Uh, they didn't. I didn't like that they didn't run the ball with Miles Sanders more than they should have. Yeah, it was Jalen Hurts was more running with it. Right. But I'm I'm not I'm not too worried because um, they they can win games. That that's what really matters, and they've got all the points. I'm a bit worried that the O line could have some injuries because. That's the way we have been winning games. So I think right. Kelsey's injured. You got uh, Dickerson, um, Jordan Malida. Um, and, you know, going into the Dallas game, that, that's going to be a big effect because we know it's going to be a heavy defensive battle there. I think Micah Parsons is also banged up from the last game. So, but they still have enough rush to go right. off the Hurts. Uh, but if you want to talk about Dallas, um, Cooper Rush, he's been decent. Let's not get just enough ca- to win the game, right? L- listen, let's not get too carried away about Dallas. Like they've beaten two teams that have had no O line to speak of: the Bengals and Washington, and I don't know who else. Uh, Giants. Well, they've beaten the Giants when just trying to find themselves, and they lost to a good defensive team in Tampa. So Cooper Rush, okay, he didn't play the Tampa game, but Cooper Rush hasn't made mistakes because he hasn't been tested. Yeah. The defense has done their job. They've given up on 19 points on average, I think, for all season. But I think in this game, he's going to have to do a little bit more. And that's where he's going to make a mistake or two. Uh, and, then, and we're going to be ready for it. The run game and the pass rush, this is where Dallas is uh, good. I mean, their defense is for real. I love I'm, it. I love the up. fact that you're downplaying all of the opponents that the Eagles have had up to this point because it will make it a little bit more sweeter when the Cowboys beat them. And let, let me pile on to that. Let me tell you, the Eagles have the fewest giveaways and the most takeaways uh, in the NFL. They lead the NFL in big plays, 44 plays. They never trailed in the second half this whole season. So let's just add all of these, put them together, and then just revisit them next week when the Cowboys beat the Eagles. Let's I'm, not, I'm not worried about Dallas. <laughs> what is there to be worried about Dallas? Coach, I mean, uh, look at Coach. I, mean, I, I don't know. What, coach, what is your they, rea- am, I, am I going too far? Am I going too far here? Do you see no chance for the Cowboys to win this game? I didn't say that. Uh, your, your facial expressions said it all. So, so there, there are times when <laughs> you see things as a glass half full. There are right. times when you see as a glass half empty. I just see water at the middle of the glass, right? Um, and, and that's how I see this game. I honestly am not sure. Um, I think Ujifa is right to a certain extent. I think some of the people that they've played have looked bad because Philly looked good, right? right? And played really well and is a good, and is a good team. I also can say, you know, Cooper Rush has played great because they've let him game manage, but isn't that also good coaching? And right. doesn't that also mean because, listen, let's be honest, this defense can play. Oh, yeah. Right? I give them let's, that. Let's, let's, don't, let's don't hide behind that rock. So I, give them I, that. I really just look at this glass and I see water in the middle. Right. If I'm a Philly fan, we're half full. We're all good. We, we've played some great teams. We've had adversity. As, as they had, you know, last week and the week before. Um, we didn't score in the second half. Now we have. Um, you look at Dallas. Oh, Cooper Rush is game managed. Well, wait a minute. He's winning games. He's throwing 15 yards when he needs to. He's throwing 22 yards when he needs to. He's throwing an outlet when he needs to. 
all of a sudden the running game can run. Right. As I think Dallas is actually built to do. So we'll see. I, I, I know what I'll do when the points are a part of it. If I'm picking a winner, I'm not sure I would go as far as you just did. All right, let's have a look. Okay, we'll, we'll, go, into, we'll go into the pick six in a little bit. And I, we have got Buffalo and KC, and that's the big game. Oh, yes. All right, we'll keep that to last. Let's go into the pick six. And then when we get to that game, we'll review it in depth uh, a little bit Perfect. more. All right? Love it. Now, the pick six, Eugene, you missed last week, so we couldn't review the scores. But the scores right now, as it stands, is you took the lead uh, 20 to 18. However, you did miss last week. And I don't, know if, I, I don't know if we should penalize you for missing hey, this week. So, Coach, I'm going to come up with no. a proposal. You're, you're the expert, Coach. You decide. I beat, we, made, we made our picks for three games last week, you and I, and I beat you in two over-unders. So do we take those two extra points as a penalty on Yujita and have it all evens at 2020? Or do we keep it at 2018 and carry on from where we left off? You can't just skip a podcast, Yujita. Coach, what Man, do you think? I don't know what's roughing the passer or that. <laughs> That's roughing, roughing the passer or nothing the passer. Which is it? I wonder. That's roughing uh, the forfeiter. Listen, I, I, I'm, I'm, I really don't know what to do here. This is quite the surprise of a decision I have to make. Uh, what's a pickle you are in? I, I, I I'm in a pickle. Um, <laughs> if, if I'm honest, I, I'm, I've missed a few podcasts myself for All professional right. reasons. Um, if I'm honest, Ujitha is allowed his egg laying as some teams are, right? So that means might he just deal with that loss and lose two of those games? Hmm, maybe. Um, so no, I think we set it aside. We set it aside. Let's with keep it at 18. I don't want excuses the, at the end of the season. That's with why, the right. caveat. With the caveat that if we see any more misses. There will be repercussions, and we're just not sure. We might make those decisions. I'm, I'm, I'm trembling. I'm trembling. Please stop. Maybe we'll make Can't you wear a Cowboys it. jersey. Maybe I'll tell you everything. Do. Maybe we'll make Please. you do one podcast with a Cowboys jersey on. I like that. I like that. But I'll, uh, take the points. Take, take the, the points. points. <laughs> Double it. <laughs> Double the points and take it. <laughs> take the points, yes. Over. Over. Take, take the, the damn points. points. <laughs> All right, let's start with game number one here. We've got Carolina at the LA Rams. Coach, what are the odds? Listen, I couldn't resist adding those Carolina Panthers. You just had As a general them. rule, teams play very well the week that their head coach is terminated. Um, we'll see how the defense fares without that play caller because their defensive coordinator did call the defensive plays. Yeah. At the moment, we have the LA Rams minus 10 and a half with the over under 41. Right. Now, I can't pick against my team, right? So I'm not going to, but I'm at the same time, I'm a realist. I'm not going to come out here and say that uh, Carolina are going to win against the LA Rams in SoFi Stadium. Uh, if they do, it would really be a turning point for the season uh, and we'll get really excited. Uh, I've got it, Carolina 20. LA Rams 27. We stay within the 10 points. Carolina lose, but we cover. We go for the over. We score a few touchdowns uh, and we put on a show. It's just kind of a, a face-saving pick, a face-saving pick really for me. Yujita. Yeah, you know, I'm with you on this actually, man. I can I can actually see Carolina covering this 10 and a half. Yeah. 
I really don't like what Stafford and the Rams look like at the moment. And I, I, and I said it earlier, I think your defense can really smother that offense. There, it's, it's a one-dimensional at the moment. Cooper Cup all the way. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I, I'm actually going to go all the way with you. I'll, I'll say Carolina cover. But did you go over the over? Because I, I went over, yeah. I went, I went on the over. Oh, no, no, I'll, I'll keep it on the under. I'm actually going to say 2017. So, a, a close game that Carolina loses. Okay. All right, yeah. Coach. At the end of the day, Baker Mayfield is Baker Mayfield, no matter who's coaching him. Right. Um, I th also think there are a few um, – the Rams defense gets a little more healthy. There are a few players coming back that haven't played in the last few weeks. So I think that the Rams cover this. Um, I actually see a little bit of a blowout, but also the under. So I, okay. I would like Carolina to make a showing. I would like some of these coaches to be able to show they can coach. So when they go to their next place, they're not left out in the cold. As we say, we don't like them when coaches get fired. But I just don't think this is the week, especially coming off an embarrassment of the Rams against the Cowboys. So I'll go under okay. and Rams to cover. All right. Game number two, the Dallas Cowboys at the Philadelphia Eagles. Coach, what are the odds? The Eagles from the city of Philadelphia. Are Brotherly love. Five. And the over-under is 42.5, 42.5. What is the points again? They're minus five? Minus five. Wow, that's a big, big margin there. Eugita, you get us started with this one, your team. I don't have to say too much. I think it's going to be a heavy defensive battle. Uh, but I think I like the over in this a little bit. I think uh, at, the, at the, well, slightly, slightly it's 42. So I think I'm going to go... Uh, I'm actually going to go 30 to 17. Ooh. All yep. right. Excellent. Philly to win and cover, yeah. I can't Thanks. see Dallas defense giving up 30, but I'll say that in a minute. Go ahead. All right. Now, for me, the Dallas Cowboys have held all five opponents so far to one touchdown. They've scored in 13 consecutive quarters, right? The one thing that you know, the Eagles can do really well. They've been, they've been doing well in everything, really. But one thing that they're very strong in is, is running the ball. So I think Miles Sanders is the only kind of gap where they can really make some damage there. Uh, the Cowboys have not really been doing very well at stopping the, uh, the run. But their pass rush is insane. They will go after uh, Jalen Hurts. Uh, Parsons is there. They're second in the NFL in sacks. Um, I, I think that the Cowboys win this in convincing fashion and your Eagles are no longer undefeated. 29 to 19, Dallas to cover and Philly to lose. You just, and we're going you with just, the over. Do, you just do not want Philly to be 5 and 0 undefeated. That's no, it. I don't, this I don't, is, I don't mind is, them being 5 and 0. I don't want them to be 6 and 0. This is a spiteful pick. I can yeah, see is. it all over your damn face. It is. I'm yeah. really good. We Philly, lost, we lost our on. head coach. Philly's already 5 and 0, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yep. mind them being okay. five and zero. Oh. Yeah. I, I just don't want them to be six and zero. Oh. That's just oh, one, one, one too far. One too far, coach. Yeah. You, des you deserve Matt Rule all these years. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you look at Philly's defense, it's not an Achilles heel, but it's around the middle of the NFL. Thank you to my statistics person. Um, where they give up the most yards in the passing game is between five and eight yards. 
right? And so when you have a huge pass rush, that five to eight yards bails out your quarterback. Well, Cooper Rush, guess what he's leading the league in? Five to eight yard passes, right? So if I'm, if I'm giving that really big hit, I can see this being very low scoring. Um, I can see Philly being given a really run. Um, so I'll take the under, and I'm actually going to go on the nose at five. I'll go for a push on this one. Ooh, so you're not picking one. So whoever wins out of the two of us gets double, kind of double points, unless it's there. You go. Player. Okay. I like the push in this. Thank one. you, Coach. You're welcome. Fantastic, fantastic. All right, game number three, the big game of the week: Buffalo at Kansas City. Coach, what are the odds there? Um, at the moment, we have Kansas City um, and Buffalo. This is the first time in the history of Mr. Mahomes' career he has been. An underdog. Underdog. Wow. So we've got Buffalo minus three over under 54 as a fan. I can't wait to watch these folks play again. Buffalo, I mean, talk about difficulty of schedule. Week after week, it's just been showdowns, right? The Miami, the Ravens, and now the KC. It's just been one after the other. Um, and they've been doing really well. I don't think there are any tables left in Buffalo. Everybody's been jumping through them. Um all right, I, I think Buffalo have too many weapons. You know, they've got, on the wide receiver front, uh, if, if Stefan Diggs is being doubled, they've been passing to Davis, they've been passing to McKenzie. Uh, Casey's secondary has, has been really bad. I think in the last game, there was quite a few instances there where the Raiders really kind of exposed the KC secondary. Um, if, if the Raiders didn't run into each other, I think that's a touchdown right there. Um, the Bills versus Pittsburgh. There were 31 pass attempts and zero sacks. Um, and their defense on the other side of the ball as well, 16 sacks and only 14.8% of the plays were blitzes. And we know what the weakness is um, or, or the strength is for Patrick Mahomes. If you blitz Patrick Mahomes, he exposes you as a defense. These guys have been able to get the sacks while keeping everybody back, coverage. Um, so I, I, I don't see I don't see KC... Uh, surviving this i've got buffalo 30 kc 13 i think kc have one of these really bad days on, on on offense and in defense so i'm going buffalo to cover and the under i think 54 is an insane total kind of total it's definitely under yujita it's really too tough to call you know you're playing at arrowhead uh that's a big difference but also bills want to it's a revenge game for their last season's postseason game. Yeah. Uh, but I, th I think you're right. I mean, if you look at the teams, uh, they're kind of somehow matched up on offense, uh, on defense. I think the Bills have the edge. But I think the key is going to be for the Bills is stopping Travis Kelsey. We know what he did um, last week with those four touchdowns on seven catches. But again, there you have Matt Milano for right. the Bills. That guy's been playing lights out. And if it that might all that might prompt Mahomes to go pass happy again, try to spread it out too much in the open and make some mistakes like they did with uh, with Indy um, and, and and lost that game. Um, so I think Bills are they're uh, they, they, they just peaked uh, at the moment. I mean they're just doing everything right. So I can I can see them winning this game, but I also think that KC keeps it close just because of Arrowhead and because of Reed and Mahomes. Uh, they will dial up something up there. So 
I'll, I'll go with you on the Bills winning, but I think it's going to be a bigger game. Was it at 53? Is 54, it? I think. Yeah, 54. 54. Yeah. 54. I'll, I'll go 30, 30-23. 30, Bills 30, to win. 30-23 so to the Bills. So, yep. okay, so the Bills and Slightly the under. under, yeah. Same pick as, as me then. Uh, yeah. Coach? I like the Bills to win... Kansas City to cover and a blowout, right? Bills to win, not a, not Kansas a City to cover. I mean, lots of points. Excuse me. Lots of points. A shootout. Uh, yeah. Like a shootout. Four, there you go. Shootout. 48-45. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. 48-45. Okay oh, I would love that. I don't remember happens. that game maybe three, four, five. Yeah, you know. City, oh, 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 hold on. 50 or something. Yeah. yeah. Originally, originally, I had 40-34, and I dialed it down. I think it was 74 points, maybe a bit too much. Yeah. So if you look at the, the games throughout the first five weeks, there's always one that is about 15 to 18 points over the Vegas prediction. I see this being the one. All right. Excellent. We don't yeah. need the tiebreaker, but we've got okay. the Washington Commanders at uh, Chicago. Tough game. Tough game. Yeah, yeah playing tonight. Oh, they're playing tonight. Yeah, so I think yeah. Yeah, by the time the it comes out, it would we would have already, uh, we would have already it would have already happened. But coach, what, what what are your predictions? What are the odds there in this one? So at the moment, it's a pick'em. So a pick who's going to win? Nobody knows. Vegas doesn't either. Over under thirty seven and a half. I'll lead on this one. Um, I want Chicago to win. I think they look really good against Minnesota. I don't know how much Minnesota's defense turned it off in that third quarter last week because they had such a good first half, but I like some of the offensive play calls that they did with their um, quarterback, putting him in good positions to make positive decisions, not um, panic decisions. And I'm just not convinced Washington's that good. So I'll take Chicago here. Um, I'll very quietly take the over um, just because I think there might be some joint junk points scored at the end okay. and then i'll let you guys in on a little side bet here um there's also a, a, a side of uh mr wins throwing 1.5 interceptions the over or the young <laughs> oh, i'll take the over on that all day yeah, yeah. i'll take the over too take my that. money <laughs> yeah okay very good what do you think well for me i in, 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 in honor of Matt Rule, who has gone down a wrong path for so long and been persistent in it, no matter what, I'm going to do the same. Every week you ask me, when have you seen Chicago score 30 points? And every week I am wrong. I'm going to continue down that path. I'm going to go with Chicago winning 31 to 10 uh, and just making, you know, the Washington team look just worse than they currently are. I'm sticking with it. Let's see. I've got to get one right sometime, right? <laughs> Maybe in a few years. Yujita. Yeah, I mean, going by Thursday night games, I don't see how this goes anything over 25 points. So I'll keep it under. Chicago, yeah, they're moving on with Justin Fields a little bit, but I don't think they still have got it all together there on that offense. Washington, nowhere. I'm going to keep it under. Um, and, you know, for the heck of it, Chicago wins. Covers wins. By the um, way, it's a pick em. How bad have these primetime games been? The Monday night football and the Thursday night football. And who put Denver there four times so far? I think they're playing Monday nights again. They've been terrible games to watch. Absolutely terrible. I mean, I don't know. Thank God we don't stay up for them. 
Yeah, yeah, nonsense. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're one of the few replays that we watch each week. Last week was just I got about two minutes in the replay of that. I'm not <laughs> yeah, no, nope, I can't do this. Yeah, this is yeah. not good. So go okay. Chicago, go Bears. Go Bears, go Bears. All right, this is Bear another down. episode of Sports Unhinged. Thanks, Yujita. Thanks, Coach. We'll see you guys next well, week. Have a good one. See you guys. Well good. done, See John. you again. See you soon. Take it easy.